Welcome to the audio ministry of Love Foundation Christian Center, a place to find God's love. Pastors Osage and Bridget Airboard teach the word with simplicity and truth. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message inspires and encourages you. Enjoy the message. To, to tell when it is perverted and when it is not, so that we can use the right ones. All right, let's continue. He said, We are in, in time past, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now walketh in the children of disobedience. So there are spirits that are walking in this world that is not a God. Verse 3 Among whom we also all had our conversation. The word conversation means what? Lifestyle. How many of us had our conversation that way? We all. He said, we all. So that's why the Bible says, we were all born sinners. But that does not mean you should stay that way. And that's why I like what Kenyon, E.W. Kenyon mentioned in one of his books. He said, the tenses whip a lot of believers. The tenses. They don't know the tenses. What are tenses? Tenses means that is it past tense, present tense, or future tense? Because the Bible says we all walk that way. Some people think it means we all are walking that way. So most and many preachers today say, well, we are all sinners. We all fail sometimes. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says we used to be that way, but we are no longer that way. It's past tense, not present continuous. We were sinners. We are not sinners. We used to be that way. We are no longer that way. We used to be weak and afraid and poor and and subject to the devil, but no more. Somebody say hallelujah. We were dead. We were. It's the past tense. We were dead in sins. We are no longer dead in sins. But now we are quickened. We are quickened. That's the present tense. Once you are born again, you are quickened. You're made alive. You are made alive with Christ. Again, he said, among whom we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. I repeat, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. The man is made up of how many parts? Three parts, spirit, soul, and body. The flesh oftentimes refers to the, 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 the natural part that is not renewed. The part that is not subject to the word of God. And sometimes it may be referred to our bodies. And then the Bible says here that when we were in the old life, when we were not born again, not quickened, when we were dead in sin, we were only responding to the desires of the flesh and of the mind. What's the desire of the mind? The thoughts, just your inclination, what you reason out. But what do you find missing in this statement is the desires of what? The spirit. The spirit. They were only walking according to the desires of the flesh and of the mind, but they were not walking according to the desire of the spirit. We were not walking according to the desire of the spirit. And the Bible tells us in Galatians that what the spirit desires is often in conflict of what the natural flesh or the mind desires. And so this year, God is saying we have to what? Renew our minds. We have to change the way we think. We have to begin to desire things according to the Spirit of God. We have to make the Spirit of God our number one desire. What God desires is what we desire. Hallelujah. He said, among whom also we all had our conversation in the time past, in the loss of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And the Bible said, and we are by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Continue. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, where which he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, had quickened us together with Christ, by grace we are saved. Somebody say Amen. amen. So here the Bible says that we were quickened together with Christ. So when Christ was quickened, when Christ was raised up, we were raised up with him. So Easter is not just a celebration of the resurrection of Jesus. Easter is the celebration of whose resurrection? Our resurrection. So when we say reason, it's not just he is reason, but what? We are reason. Somebody say hallelujah. 
And that's why the team this year is just reason. You can put your name there if you want. The Bible tells us that when Jesus actually died, some people rose up from the grave. Natural people just came out of the tombs. The tombs got broken. The stones rolled away. They just came up and they walked into the city. You can see somebody seeing their grandma who died 12 years ago knocking on their door. Say, what? Well, say, can you have fish and bread? You know. If people think they came out as spirits, no, the Bible said their bodies got up from the grave and walked into the city. And they stayed for many days. They didn't wait for rapture. They just got up. You think those people are coming back again to get their bodies? Their bodies are not dead. They're already gone. Hallelujah. hallelujah. I say hallelujah. hallelujah. The Bible said we were quickened with Christ when he, raised, when he was raised from the dead. We were quickened together with him by grace. He has saved. Verse 6, key verse. And had raised us up together and made us sit in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Don't know somebody say, I'm seated in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Say it again, I'm seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, let's go to chapter number one. He'll let us see a little bit more on, on where we are seated, Ephesians 1. Uh, let's just start from verse 15. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith and the love, and the love, and your faith in the Lord Jesus and love for all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. And again, what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us, word who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also that which is to come, and put all things under his feet. And gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. I want to read verse 21 again. The Bible says, uh, verse 20, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. And the Bible says we were raised with him. And set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. So where are we seated? At the right hand in the heavenly places. We are seated above. In short, the Bible makes us see in Revelations that we are seated with God in the throne just like Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. We are seated with, the, with Jesus at the right hand of the Father. Verse 20 again, he said, Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Verse 21, he said, Far above. Where are we seated? Far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but that which is to come. Amen. And had put how many things? All things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. So the church is raised with Christ, and we are seated with Christ in the heavenly realms, far above, far above. The Bible doesn't just say above. It says what? Far above. How many? All principalities, all powers, all titles, and all dominion, all kingdoms. The word dominion is the same word translated kingdoms. Both in this world and that which is to come. And has put how many things? All things under his feet. So where we are seated, we are seated in the heavenly realms. Far above everything. Every title, every dominion, every name that is named both in this world and that which is to come. I know many of us know this already. Some of us have read this over and over again. But what I want to share again today is how we can live from that perspective. Living at the top. We cannot live from the position of exaltation. Many times Christians are still trying to get there. They say, I know I'm seated there, but right now we have to, we have to struggle through life 
Uh, this is our wilderness experience. It's time to get out of the wilderness. You know, the devil would use anything to make people receive any kind of suffering. We say, you know, you know, when you suffer in this life, then you will receive a better life when you go to heaven. Say, you know, but that's not the word of God. Jesus suffered for us so that we don't have to suffer that kind of suffering. Now, he has raised us up and made us to sit where? In the heavenly places. So we need to begin to operate from that perspective in our mind. I'm going to make it in short points because, again, like I said, the theory of it, most of us have studied. We have read this. We have recited it. Some have even preached it. So uh, if you are a member in this church, you know this. But if you're watching online, this may be new to you. But you go ahead and listen to some of our other videos and audios. Amen. So the Bible says we are seated in the heavenly realm. So the first point I want to make is that we must recognize our origin. We are recognize where we are from. If we want to operate in the heavenly realms, we have to recognize our source, our origin. You know, one of the things we'll be addressing this month, again, we've already started doing that, is our finances. Our source is not on earth. We are not just ordinary human beings. We are born of God. We are created in the image and likeness of God. We are seated in the heavenly realms. Now, many don't know how much this natural or what they call scientific mindset that people came from apes have affected human beings. People live like that. They think that they are just natural. Many have not connected consciously with their source. That God is our source. That we are in the image and likeness of God. You know what that means? If we are created after God in true righteousness and holiness, and we are seated in the heavenly realms, far above all principalities and powers, it means, like Jesus said, nothing is impossible with you. You're not just an ordinary... Listen, I have never seen an ordinary human being. Do you, know, do you know what the meaning of the word ordinary? Let me read it for you. I went and checked the dictionary. Ordinary means of no special quality. Commonplace, unexceptional. Plain, undistinguished. Somewhat inferior. Below average, mediocre. How many of you are ordinary human beings? No, but the enemy sells these thoughts to people. We are all just, we are just ordinary human beings. That's why we just suffer. And they, they, they look at people who, are, who look like they are privileged, either they are, they are rich or highly placed or, or making you know, large sums of money or celebrated. They look at those people as they are unique. They have special features. But I'm just an ordinary human being. God did not create any ordinary human being. When God was creating people, he did not use a, 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 like a, a plant that, that just reproduces the same type, everything just the same, like they do in many of these clothes or cars. He did not use an assembly plant. Everyone was handmade. Amen. Someone say hallelujah. <laughs> you know, in many of the expensive cars, if you want to buy a Rolls Royce, uh, everything in the Rolls Royce usually is tailored to the one who orders it. Most of the time when you want to buy, even Mercedes-Benz, you can just go there and just pick one from the store. Uh, if you want to buy a new one. Now, you can buy a used Rolls Royce that way. But if you want to buy a new Rolls Royce, the first they ask you, what color do you like? What do you think about being unique in your car? Is there anything in your house you want to integrate into your car? Because, <laughs> because each, each car is tailor-made for the individual. It's unique. Some people, have the, the, some people have the color of their pet as the color of their seats. They, they integrate certain uniqueness. And one of the things that God did when he created human beings, he made everyone unique. There's something unique about you. You are not an ordinary human being. Let me tell you the truth. There are things that you can do that nobody else can do better than you. You are created special in God's sight. Stop looking at yourself as ordinary. 
You know, the enemy tries to sell this mindset of ordinary, mediocre, nobody to so many people. And that's why so many are depressed, they are sad, they are, they are, they are jealous, they look at other people and think the people are better than me. There's nobody better than you. When God created you, he created you the best that you can be. You are created in the image and in the likeness of God. There's nobody else who has your fingerprints. Nobody else has your eye print. Nobody else has your voice print. Everything about you is unique. You are created for a special purpose on the earth. And I think we need to spend time to meditate on this. Because if you want to live at the top, you cannot live a common kind of life. You can't just blend into what everybody else is doing. Just become a common human being. You have to begin to identify your uniqueness. In short, another point I want to mention is that when, when you are created unique, God gave everyone a gift. Somebody say hallelujah. Everyone has a gift. A gift means a special ability. You are not just plain old you. You have something special. Something that if you develop, can bless the whole human race. Every single human has the ability to change the world. Everyone. Everyone. Why? Because you are created in the image and likeness of God. There's, there is God abilities inside of you. And not only is there God ability inside of you generally, there is a unique gifting. That God has placed in you that if you develop it, you can change the face of the earth. One reason why many don't succeed is they never find that gift. They never find the gift. Some find it and say, oh man, just me, what, what do I know? I'm just an ordinary human being. Yeah, they are uh, the people who are on top. Those people who are celebrities, they, are, they have special gifts. But me, I'm in the clapping team. It's okay to clap for people sometimes. But sometimes you need to get on stage. In your area. And let people be in awe of the abilities of God in you. Somebody say hallelujah. And you are not doing it just to put light on yourself. You are doing it to demonstrate the quality and the ability. The gifting that God has placed inside of you. Everyone has unique qualities. And if you are going to make it and operate from the top, you are going to have to identify and fan up that gift that God has given to you. Let's look at one verse of scripture. Proverbs chapter number 18. Put it up, verse 16. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. You know, the devil tried to demean people and tell people, you are inferior because of your race. So some people think that the black race is inferior to the white race. Such people are, my regular word, dumb-dumb. <laughs> Unfortunately, some were raised that way. Some are white. They actually think that, that the, the black race is in, in, inferior. The people who have darker skin are not as smart as people who have lighter skin. In short, if you look at the scriptures, there's really no race in the scripture. And the idea of race is man-made and it is a perverted idea. Because there's really no race. If you trace everybody's background, you discover that some of you here have Chinese, Chinese genes. Say Chinese pastor. You know what happened to your great-great-grandfather when some Chinese visited some parts where your parents were living. You didn't know what happened. Most people are mixed, mixed, mixed. And so the idea of that this is a race just because of the color of their skin, it's, 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 a, it's a falsehood. It's a deception. Some people who are called the black race are lighter than some people who are, who are called white. So it's, it has nothing to do with color of skin. It's just a mindset to try to demean some people. In some places, the, what they used to, to divide and to demean is, is tribalism, tribe, the, the languages. 
So you speak this way. And one tribe, maybe because they have become uh, uh, financially uh, secure, they hold position, try to oppress the other tribe and make them look like the other tribe is wrong and, de and demean them. And many times people who come from the tribe that is demeaned begin to look down on themselves as if they are not as good as the other tribe. In some places, it's gender wars. You go to some, 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 some Arab countries, the women are made to wear black. All the way to the top of their nose. They don't need face masks. It's permanent. They already wear face masks as a regular rule. And you can imagine ladies who like colors are asked to black out on a permanent level. Oppression. In some of those places, women are not allowed to drive. They're not allowed to go to school. They are, they are referred to as the weaker Soviet, uh, sub, 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 subservient, sub, well, whatever that word is. My language is tongues, praise God. I speak in English so that people can understand. Yeah, they oppress women. And some traditions do, some African traditions. Men marry plenty wives. <laughs> and they think women are inferior to men it's not true it's not true praise God I said praise the Lord if you go to Genesis chapter number one the Bible says he created them in his own image male and female created he them they were made in his image equally before God so People oppress other people because they think that maybe the others are inferior. No one is inferior to you. And neither are you inferior to anybody else. Okay. You're not inferior to someone because he's richer. Okay. You know, sometimes people who are rich, they try to look down on people who are poor. And they don't realize that the poor can just be as rich as they are if they have some of the opportunities and took advantage of it. Because you have some money, it doesn't make you any better. Some people are poor people with money. They're not really rich. You can be poor and have money. True Bible wealth is more than just having money. You have to have some qualities that are good. That's what the Bible called, you know, right prosperity, right good success. Kingdom prosperity. But it's not just to have money. Some people's money are their disservice. When they didn't have money, they were beggars. They were kind to people. As soon as they got some change, they became, they became mean. Proud, talk to people anyhow. Some even some people disown their parents. Have you heard that? That's some foolishness. Have you ever heard of poor people getting married and signing a prenup? <laughs> so money has made some people dumb dumb. Why will you want to marry and sign a prenup? How dumb can you get? I heard somebody the other day in the video. He said, you sleep with the person in the night, you give the person your life, then you hide your money. How, how, how smart is that? Any prenup signed marriage is not marriage according to scriptures. They're not married. Because marriage is a covenant and you have to come with everything you have. If you are not ready for that, then stay single. Stay single. Just because you sign a paper in court does not mean that God's word is fulfilled concerning marriage. And because people don't understand marriage, that's why there are people advocating today, you know, uh, you can marry a man and a man. That's dumb-dumb. That's not godly. So what's the meaning of dumb-dumb? Many meanings. <laughs> it means not smart. Praise God. It means not wise according to God's word. So it's important we realize that God created man in his own image and God made everyone equal. This is important. You know, I'm, I'm working on this for myself. You are not better because of social status. Neither are you less because of social status. You can look at other people as better than yourself. No minister is better than you. You see, if you start distinguishing in your mind, you belittle yourself, and because of that, you can't arise to the top. You have to see yourself on top. 
There is no one smarter than you. No one. Now, they may be using their brain more. All you need to do is stay up yourself and use your own brain. You discover you are just as smart or even smarter. Most of the people who became excellent in life find out many of them were told they were dumb. In short, it's because they were told they were dumb that challenged some of them to become smart. <laughs> right. One of the greatest inventors was Albert Einstein. You know he failed out of school. He didn't graduate college. He was a dropout. Bill Gates, a dropout. People who, they thought they couldn't make it. And some people who said, what, you think I can make it? I'll show you. So it's time for you to show somebody something. Somebody say, hallelujah. Come out of your normal and thinking I can and stir up the gift of God within you and make a global impact. There is enough inside of you to change the world. There's nobody that is underprivileged. Myself and my wife say we don't use that word anymore. anymore. How can you be underprivileged when Jesus has paid for everyone to be on top? He said, well, they were born on the right side of town. Let them move to the right side of town. They don't have to stay there. They don't have to stay there. I like what Pastor B said this morning. Be glad if you don't qualify for the stimulus package. The one who doesn't qualify should be gladder than the one who qualifies. Right? Now you should rejoice if you get it. Amen. But begin to believe God. (laughs) Now, next time, I have to to go beyond this cutting point. Right? I said, right? It's nothing wrong starting there, but you don't stay there. You go to the top. When we first came into this country, when we had our first children, we had what they call weak. Weak means they give you a kind of of support. You get some milk, peanut butter, cereal. And as we began to grow, one day, we wanted to go get some. And they said we didn't qualify. Some people get mad and say, what do you mean? I need, what did we do? We began to rejoice. Hey, we don't qualify anymore for this. <laughs> that was the last time we tried to get some. We, we never qualified for it after that time. Right? Now again, it's nothing wrong. We, we took some. When we qualified, we took some. And the peanut butter was nice. The milk we had so much, we had to give some away. But it's better not to qualify. Somebody say, hallelujah. You have to begin to see yourself on top. And stop demeaning yourself. Now, even if for a little while you have challenges, don't stay there. Don't think that's who you are. You are not what you are. What these people are seeing externally. You are who God has made you to be. And the Bible said that you were raised up with Christ and you were seated in the heavenly realm and you are seated there far above all principalities, all titles, all dominions, all names that is named, both in this world and that which is to come. So you have the uniqueness and the ability of God. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. So tell everyone, tell somebody about you, say you are gifted of God. Say you are special to God. Say find out that gift and fan it up. Hallelujah. No one is inferior to somebody else. No one is. Even if you are a lady, you are not inferior to a man. You know, some, some women don't try or don't step out in their vision because they think, well, this is a man's world. Who made it a man's world? If you believe that lie, you will stay at the back and let the men rule. Praise God. I'm going to say, well, we need to have a female president. It doesn't matter what gender. Just get the right person on the, on the right position, male or female. Right? It's not about male or female. It's just getting the right person there. It's not about black or white. We need to have a Hispanic president there. If all the Hispanics are dumb, dumb, we don't need a dumb, dumb one. We just need a good president. It doesn't have to be black, white, Hispanic, or Asian. None is better than the other. We just need the right person who will, who, will, who will set the country in the path that God will want it to go. So that's why we, are not, we, are not, we, are not, we don't discriminate by reason of age, 
by reason of, of color. There are only two, two races according to the scripture, the born-again race and the unborn-again race. Bible says, if a man is in Christ, is what? A new species of being. So, yeah, the Bible said there are two species on the earth. One is, 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 is just the natural human being. The other one is the God-recreated human being. As we're rounding up, let's go to Hebrews chapter number 11. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible says here, where we've already read, that we are sitting in the heavenly realms, and we are supposed to reign in life over all things. God has put all things under our feet. Hebrews 11 from verse 1 says, Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Say it after me. Say, faith, faith. is the substance, the substance of, things of things hoped for, the evidence yep. Of things not seen. One more time. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Alright, you don't have to repeat the rest. Just, just Let's read it all the way to verse 6. And I read. Uh, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God. So the things which are seen were not made from the things which do appear. For by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and by it being dead, yet speaketh. <clears throat> by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Verse 6, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Somebody say amen. amen. Verse 1 again, the Bible says, So faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And we have been studying this for a couple of uh, weeks now, been re-emphasizing some of the principles of faith, that if you are going to walk with God, if you are going to receive what God says, the principle by which you operate with God is faith. Even if God says you are seated in the heavenly realms, far above, the way to receive that is by faith. The Bible actually says that the just shall live by faith. And faith comes by what? By hearing and hearing the word of God. So the word of God comes to impacting you God's idea. And when you start operating in God's idea, then you are operating in the faith of God. So the faith is you doing and living the way God says you ought to live. That's faith. So faith is taking God's word and practicing it and acting upon it. Faith is deciding not to live the way the rest of the world is living, who don't know God, but you choose to live as someone who knows God and doing it the way God says it ought to be done. So if God says you are seated in the heavenly realms, faith means you begin to see yourself in the heavenly place. You start imagining yourself ruling and reigning. Now, this is one key I really want to leave today into this message. The Bible says, it said, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is what? The substance of things hoped for. Say it with me. Faith is the word substance of things hoped for. One more time. Faith is what? The substance of things hoped for. When you say substance, it means the material, the, 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 the reality, the manifestation of things that are hoped for. That means that faith gives substance to hope. That means that faith is the material by which you can create your hope and bring it to your present reality. That also means that if there is no hope, there can be no faith. That means that anyone who has no hope, there is nothing for faith to give substance to. So one reason why some people are not going anywhere, even though they read the word of God, is that the word of God has not been able to create a new kind of hope in their hearts. What is hope? 
Hope is confident expectation of something that you cannot see. And so, if you are going to get your faith to work, you're going to start by being able to hope, to begin to dream and dream big dreams. To begin to see yourself at the top. To begin to see yourself the way God says you should see. Too many people, including Christians, have little or no dreams. Another word for hope is dream. What's your dream? Some people just want to live normal lives. Just eat, drink, pay bills, and then go to heaven. That's not sufficient for someone who is created in the image and likeness of God. You're going to have to begin to dream big. Some people say, but pastor, I can't get there. I don't have nobody to help me. I have no one to give me money. God did not create you to be dependent on somebody else to achieve your purpose. You're going to have to start by just believing and begin to see, even when there is no means of getting it, to begin to dream and dream big. In short, one of the exercises that you are going to have to do to operate on top is to begin to dream big dreams. Take your mind off the limitations of your current life. You can't get somewhere you have not seen in your dream, in your hope. Some people don't know how to dream. They, don't, they can't see themselves beyond. And some people have been, have been hedged in by what they have been experiencing. And so their dream has become limited by their experiences. You know, there's a lot of racism being spoken about today. And sometimes people think, well, we really don't, we are out of touch with reality. Because we are not taking sides. No, we didn't come to take sides. We came to take over. Praise God. Praise the Lord. And yes, I can understand. If you grew up where you were being discriminated against and you couldn't get into some schools because of your color of your skin and they laughed at you because you had a particular uh, skin tone and, 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 and certain things that should have been given to you, maybe the, the level of education was denied because of the level of your skin. Or, or you applied for a job and they said you, you, you can get it and you know the reason you couldn't get it was because of the color of your skin. There is a tendency to begin to develop animosity, anger, or even an inferiority complex because of those experiences. And people... If you experience that over and over and over again, it can become a mindset. But the way to get out of it is not to try to revenge. It's to take your mind from your experiences and begin to focus it on the word of God. And it's going to take a choice to begin to see yourself at the top, even when everybody else has tried to put you down by one reason or the other. And people who have made it to the top and who have broken those molds are people who refuse to allow their experiences or what people said or the way they felt to begin to determine their visions and their dreams. They begin, began to see themselves beyond what they had experienced, beyond what people have said to them. And they chose to dream to be at the top no matter what was going on around them. And because of their dreams, their visions, they were able to apply faith to bring it to pass. Some people grew up in poor homes. They, 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 they live in just, somebody said they live in just, uh, you know, a three-bedroom house. The, the, the family room, the, the bathroom, and the bedroom. Not three bedrooms, three room house. That's many people grow up. Some people grew up living in, in a trailer. And, and, and all they knew, I was listening to a pastor. <laughs> he said he was living in this trailer with his family. And one day it felt so cold. Like this place couldn't have heat. They covered so much. And, and when he went to the bathroom, he tried to flush. The water was frozen. That was where he was living in. And he could have stayed there and said, oh no, God, if God, God, God may not have wanted me to be prosperous, if he wanted me to be rich, you know, 
would have brought me from a rich home. And so uh, when we get to heaven, but he didn't live there. The last I heard of him, he gave out a million dollars in one offering. Somebody say, hallelujah. But you have to dream it first. You have to begin to see yourself beyond what you are. You can't be limited by the generation that you grew up in. You can't be limited by the environment you grew up in. You have to begin to see yourself at the top. Spend some time to dream. Dream. Riding a Bugatti. (laughs) Rolls Royce. Listen, if you never dream it, you will never ride on it. You will never ride on it. Only those who have had that vision, that hope, can apply faith towards it. And the first time you start talking about it, people may think you're crazy. So why? Why are you talking like that? Just join us in this miserable life of, of normalcy. Nobody from this place has ever done such a thing. Let's just live as normal human beings. We are ordinary human beings. No, you're not. The Bible says he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask or even imagine. So you want to begin to see yourself going places. Listen, if you want to travel around the world, you can. You start by traveling in your, in your mind. Amen. Amen. Take pictures, begin to look at them. Begin to study about the places you want to go. One of these days, you are going to be there physically. But if all you remember is Lanham, Greenbelt, and Upper Marlboro, then that's where you are going to live. You're going to have to expand your mind. And that's one reason why sometimes you're going to have to hang out with the right kind of folks. You know, television has its negatives. But it also has the positives. You can travel virtually around the world on TV. If you choose the right channels, you can learn science and arts and, and, and geography and history by just watching the right programs. Amen. Or you can get canal and canal and triple canal just by watching the wrong programs. You can become criminal. Exactly. Many of these criminals get their tips from television. Go find out. Some of them see how they stole the bank. See, that thing can really be done in practical. And they do it. The guy who wrote the movie imagined it. The other guy practiced it. They, they gave substance to, to the person's hope. They were the ones who walked by faith. The one who dreamt, dreamt it started it. But faith is action in your hope. But you have to dream it first. Start seeing yourself at the top. Praise God. I said praise the Lord. Every single man here can actually rule the world. Amen. You can. Every male or female, you can rule the world. Every single one here can become a multi-billionaire. Yes. And it's not too late. You can still achieve it. Yes. And the way you start is to start dreaming it. Yes. In short, when you lie down and you sleep, somebody wake up and say, wait, 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 I'm about to enter my airplane. Just when I, when I land, I'll come out. If your dream is that I want to go to a position you fell inside a pond, you need to change that dream. That's not what dreams are for. I've been looking for those kind of interpretation of dreams. Change your dream. The Bible says the word of God will make you hope. So once you start reading the word that says you are seated in the heavenly places, close the book, think, imagine yourself, what it means to be seated. Far above all principalities, all powers, all titles, all dominion, you are the Lord of the earth. You reign above every throne, every authority, every dominion, every limitation. The Bible says you are seated in the heavenly realm. Begin to see it. Begin to see it. Nothing, no weapon, no power, no government can oppress you. You are seated in the heavenly realm. Begin to see it. Begin to see it. And like I said the last time, even though right now you drive uh, 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 economy, Speaking to see yourself driving first class. Right? Drive first class. Begin to see yourself fly first class. 
Begin to see yourself dressed first class. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. hallelujah. Begin to see yourself entering uh, an Ambani store and, and Louis Vuitton store. And when you see a physical one, stop by. I said stop by. Don't run past it very quickly. Develop yourself not to have sticker shocks. Right? The first time you enter the store, you say, a single bag, 2525. 25. You catch yourself. You say, only 25. Do you have another one bigger than this? Right? You look at it and say, just come on. Just normal. Anybody can, if anybody can, can use this, I can. I say, I, I'll be back. If you start thinking like that, what happened? One of those days you'll be back. But if you walk past it very quickly and say, who, who buys in that kind of store? <laughs> Are these people crazy? You will never wear one. And people think the reason why is because they can't afford it. No, it's just they can't, they can't dream it. They can they, 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 they should change their, themselves by their hope. They can't hope. That's the same thing if you are sick. You have to start seeing yourself well. Don't dream grave dreams. See yourself well coming out. Don't dream about it getting worse. Because what you start dreaming, your faith will give substance to. It's called fear. Start seeing yourself well. Start arranging your next activity. Somebody say, hallelujah. hallelujah. Start seeing yourself strong. And that's why you cannot afford to let the circumstances determine your future. You determine it by your faith that, is, that starts with your hope. If you want to be a multi-billionaire, start dreaming it now. Praise God. And if you don't know how to dream, watch the World Channel. There's a channel called Web Channel. Is there a channel called Poverty Channel? I don't know because I don't watch it. Praise God. Some people may. But I know there's a Web Channel. When you talk about a guy that has a yacht, that paid like 25 million for it, spends 4 million to maintain it a year and only uses it like twice, two weeks in a year. And he has, he has full-time staff, you know, 24 hours, 7 days a week for the whole year. You're like, what? why is he paying those people for? That's how rich people are. People have multiple houses in many places and, and, and they, have, they have servants working in those houses. Some of them have never met the owner. They have been there for two years because he hasn't visited the house for two years. And some people think, ah, Am I wasting this money? I'm, I'm, I'm filling my tank. I should have just bought half tank. <laughs> I heard the other day one of the billionaires is flying to Europe. Maybe he's going to a particular country. He, he, he just tells his pilot, fly through another country and come low so that I can see my land in that place. And after he looks at it and flies over it, he now goes to another country. You can imagine how much gas is used. Just to look at it from the sky. I'm trying to get you to begin to dream. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. You say, but pastor, do we have to be that rich? Listen, if you are that rich, you will be able to sponsor the kingdom. But if you never dream like that, you will never get there. The money is here. The people who are driving those kind of things and flying those kind of planes, they are not better than you and I. They are not. They have the same brain. The only reason is because they dared to dream about it and began to act towards it. And now many of them have not enough for themselves only, but enough to give away. So start by dreaming. Dream big. One way to dream is to look at it, physically or in your mind. If you can't seem to dream about it, find a picture about it. You want a big house? Get one, a house, a magazine that talks about big houses. Tear one of the pictures out that looks like what you want. Put it on your wall. And when you get it every day, say, that's the kind of house I'm going to leave. That's the kind of house I'm going to leave. 
Begin to look at it. It makes a difference. It makes a difference. If you want to become a minister, get a minister that you think is in the direction you want to. Listen to him over and over and over again. Say, I'm going to reach people like this person does. And begin to dream about it. Begin to imagine yourself reaching loud crowds. As you begin to dream, your vision, faith, will give substance. And faith means that you, because of what you see in God's word, you begin to act in line with the word of God to bring your vision to pass, to bring your hope. But when there is no hope, there's nothing for faith to work for. So I said to the church, write down 11 things, 10 things that you're believing God for in this year. Praise God. Believe God for something. Something big. And if you haven't done so, write it down. The Bible says write the vision down. Make it plain. One of the things that happen when you are writing it down, it actually becomes real to you. It's not. It, it becomes. It's, it's like you are bringing it into fruition. You are you are bringing it into manifestation. So write it down. Write it. Begin to believe God for something specific. Praise God. God, the ability of God in us is 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 trying to create something. He wants to bring something to pass. But for some people. There's nothing concrete to act on. So put it down. Put it down. Believe God. Believe God for spiritual things as well. Believe God for a happy home. You know you can use your faith for that. Right? Don't don't watch tragedies on TV. Watch the Cosby, Cosby family. Right? And begin to see your family like that. I'm even better. No flying saucers. Right? No no quarreling, no back. There's, there's a lot of understanding. Begin to see that kind of vision. Even if that's not what's happening right now. That's what faith is. Faith begins to see beyond what's happening right now. And by your imagination, you can begin to transform your home to become what it's supposed to be. Believe God for good children. Amen. You know, I've heard recently uh, some of the people say, well, I don't want to get married. They say, well, marriage is too hard. It's not true. It's the ones you were looking at. Take your eyes from those negative marriages. Amen. Look at the good ones. Marriage is good. Yes. Marriage is sweet. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Marriage will give you, we help you live longer. Because you, you, you don't have to carry the stress by yourself. Bible says two are what? They're better than one. Better than one. So don't look at the wrong ones and then, then get discouraged about marriage. If you look at the wrong ones, you will refuse to dream. And you say, well, I can't go to college. College is too hard. You're looking at the wrong folks. Business is too hard. You're looking at the wrong folks. Find out the ones who succeeded and, 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 and learn from them. There are a lot of people who succeed. Let me put it this way. One of the things about success in life is being able to overcome challenges and reach your des- desired goals. People who shrink back from challenges, they really never succeed. Because success is by able, being able to overcome. That's why the Bible says that we are overcomers. If you read Revelation, the people who get the crown, the thrones, the, the, the new name, it's those who overcame. Mean that there were challenges. Everybody said it could not be done. You didn't feel like doing it. It looked like it was impossible. But by your faith, you were able to see beyond and to bring to pass God's vision. The bigger challenge you can overcome, the better reward you will get. The more money you will make. If all you can overcome is the distance between one fire cabinet and the next fire cabinet. You can take five from this cabinet to that cabinet. How much will they pay you? Five dollars an hour. Ten dollars an hour. What's the minimum way? I don't even know. Praise God. But if you can solve human problems, you can, you can, you can believe God for the cure of Alzheimer's disease. Now, again, wow. I'm going to start a roundup. Praise God. You know, we are not only here
to minister to Christians. Do you know that? A believer can be healed of Alzheimer's disease by the word of God. Or cancer, or high blood pressure, or COVID-19. But what about unbelievers? You can preach to them, but some of them may not have enough time to develop their faith. So some of them need help. They need someone to come up with some medications and vaccinations. It's not supposed to be for the believer who is walking by faith, but for those who are in the world. So Christians are not only supposed to think of how to help themselves or just believers. You're going to have to think of how to minister to the world. And if we're talking about wealth transfer, one of the ways it's going to happen is that we're going to have the wisdom to bring out things that the unbelievers would need so desperately they would give everything they have to get it. Look at Facebook. Just a simple idea. How to get people to connect on campus without having to go through the rigmarole of asking information. That's what it started out. Just a campus idea. And today, it's a multi-billionaire. He developed it. And some people, other people had that idea. They just didn't do anything about it. And every day, great ideas are coming through our hearts. And many of them are godly. We just have to begin to see them, the, 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 the importance of them and then use them. Some of them may not be for you. You can even sell them. Some ideas, you can, you can package it and sell it for money. Right? Yeah. That's what the patent companies are for. We have a, a brain. Our brains are not any less than Albert Einstein's brain or any of the billionaires that we have. And if you look at them and say, wow, they are, so, they are so smart, I'm just a nobody, then you will end up as a nobody. You have to begin to see yourself the way God created you. You are the light of the world. In you, there is enough gifting to change the whole world. The world has not seen the like of you yet, and they never will. So don't, don't leave this world without making an impact, without developing that gift, that wisdom, that idea, that mindset that God has given to you and making an impact. Some people, their are, they are gifting is singing. And they have songs that God has given to them, but some of them don't take it seriously. But, and, and, and then we spend a lot of time listening to other people's songs. And many are making billions, millions by the songs that they wrote. You have a gift. You have an ability. Not everyone necessarily may have to sell it in public. There are some you may just use it to minister to one person, minister to two, per- two people, and those ones go and make billions. And they come and come and help you with it. So there are different pathways. But my message today is that, one, you are unique. Somebody say hallelujah. Because you are created in the image and likeness of God. You have God's ability in you. And whatever you can dream about, whatever you can see in your heart, there is enough ability for in you by God's spirit to bring it to pass. So don't, need, don't live just what you call the normal Christian life or the ordinary life. Begin to dream big. Begin to see yourself on top. Begin to expect the best. While I was in Africa, I began to see myself traveling around the world, preaching the gospel. I used to tell my friends, I've traveled around the world. One of them said, yes, Pastor, I'll travel with you too. Praise God. He wasn't seeing himself traveling. He saw himself traveling with me. And guess what happened? He traveled with me. So. But you have to begin to dream. When I was dreaming, I, didn't, I didn't, probably didn't even have a, a current passport. When I say Love Foundation International, people say international call, international knee. Where is it going? <laughs> but I had a dream. I used to dream on my bed, traveling around the country. I used to dream about, you know, myself and my wife meeting at the airport. One we coming from one country, one coming from the other country. And one not too long, not too long ago, <laughs> we met in London Airport. Somebody said, Hallelujah. I was coming from one country, I was coming from another country. And we met on the airport and I was hugging each other. I said, this, I said, this look like, am I here? Am I here? <laughs> this looked like my dream. But if you don't dream it, 
It was, people were like, oh, you are so low. It's not low. While I was in Africa, I was dreaming those dreams. I was imagining myself doing those things. And it's happening now. Begin to dream. Begin to see yourself. Make a global impact. There's enough in every single human being to change this world. There is enough. You're, you're made in the likeness of God. You are seated far above. Nothing has the power to stop you except you stop yourself. So start dreaming big dreams. And let your hope arise. In short, don't give limitation. Don't put any limitation. And soon enough, you discover that those things that you saw in dreams and visions have become real. Let's bow your heads. Close your eyes. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We lift up our eyes from every kind of limitation. Inferiority complex, shyness, fear, things that may have come against us by reason of the things we have experienced. Father, we thank you that we break through every racial kind of, every racial oppression, every, every thought of intimidation, every fear of failure. We lift our eyes unto you, that we are raised up from the dead and we are made to sit in the heavenly places far above all principalities, all, all powers, all oppositions, all challenges, everything that stands before us. You have put all things under our feet. We see ourselves seated in the heavenly realms. We see ourselves as sons of God, able to make a global impact. You have given us gifts and talents to impact this world. We thank you that we are not like the servant that was afraid and hid it and said, you are no man. But instead, we, we are trading. We are, we are actively using it. We are stirring it up. We are taking one step in front of the other, making a global impact, seeing ourselves changing the world, bringing our own part, our own contribution to life as it is, changing the human race, writing the song, starting the business, helping people, ministering to people's needs. We see ourselves being used to make a global impact. I come against every fear, every intimidation, Every spirit of procrastination. Everything that hinders, I rebuke you. Lose your hand in the name of Jesus. Speak the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith. Stand up. Boldness. Boldness to, to dream. Boldness to declare. Boldness to step out. Boldness to receive. And even the young ones can dream big, big, dream big, dream big as sons of God. And they begin to expect beyond the previous generation. We see ourselves as able to make a global impact and preach this gospel as a weakness to every nation in this generation. We can do it. You have given us the ability, the resources, the wisdom, the mind, the anointing to make a global impact, to reach the whole world in this generation. We believe it. We see it. We see it. We thank you for the media. We thank you for social media. We thank you for television. We thank you for writing material. We thank you, Lord God, for everything that you have placed within our reach. And we see ourselves making a global impact as individuals and as a church. Nobody can do it better than we can because the Spirit of God lives in us. So we don't settle for mediocrity. We don't relax and just let other people do it. We arise in our hearts. We take dominion and, 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 and pursue your purpose for us. Every day we make it count. We take one step in front of the other. We are not discouraged. We are not, we are not, we are not intimidated. We are not stepping back. We are not distracted. But daily, we press towards the mark of the prize. 
And we thank you for walking in us, both to will and to do of your good pleasure. For giving us favor around us. For bringing people, men and women of every race, every class, to help us become what you have called us to do. We choose to reign. We choose to rule upon the earth. We refuse the life of mediocrity. The life of just ordinary living. We are not made ordinary. We are unique. We are born as sons of God. We are lifted up above all principalities and power. We choose to reign in life. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for helping us. This world will be glad that we came. Because we are sons of God indeed. Thank you Holy Spirit. In Jesus name. Can you just give the Lord a praise? Hallelujah. We trust that you are blessed by the message. To listen and hear more, catch us at 1130 on Sunday mornings on YouTube or Facebook at Love Foundation Christian Center. If you have any additional questions or just want to learn more about the church, feel free to contact us at lovefoundcc at gmail.com or visit our website at lovefoundationusa.org. Thanks for listening.